Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Central Youth Podcast. We exist to help students find and follow Jesus. Today, you're listening to an episode from our series called Leaders Who Lead. We pray that it speaks to your heart, and we hope that you enjoy the episode. What's up, guys? This is Michael, and this is the first episode of Leaders Who Lead, a podcast that we're producing. uh, And I have the privilege and honor of sitting beside someone who serves alongside of me, someone that I've honestly only known for the last four months or so, but have been able to see a little bit of his heart and get to know him. And this is my buddy, John Luke. John Luke, share a little bit about yourself. Tell the people who you are, what you do, whatever you want, honestly. <laughs> it's it's too open-ended. No, um, um, hi guys, my name is John Luke. Uh, I, I go to church here, help with the uh, the youth at Central Christian. Um, I live in San Jose, obviously, and uh, I went to college in Michigan at Calvin University. Um, and I studied economics there. So now I'm here working. Now you're here, okay, I have a question for you, mm. um, just to s- start this off. Yeah. So Central Youth is a youth ministry, obviously, for maybe someone who doesn't know, who's never true, true. heard about who we are or, or what we do. Um, you've chose to serve youth ministry, which is not something you see many 20-year-olds, 22-year-olds, however old you are, I forget. Tw- uh, 25. 25. 25, yeah. 25 the yeah. big 2-5. Um, give their life to you just don't see people young people give their life or a season of their life to to be around students so why why would you pick youth ministry to serve yeah no that's that's definitely true um uh, i've i've served in a lot of ways in this church and in different churches and um you know schools and different places that i've been uh, but i i always kind of get drawn back to youth one of my first jobs was uh, summer camp with Christian school. Um, I've done youth programs and uh, individual um, service opportunities with the youth over the years um, since I was a youth, honestly. So, uh, which at the time was a little different than it is now. But uh, honestly, I just, I, I got so much out of that kind of thing when I was young that I wanted to give back to the next generation uh, of kids growing up and um, see if I could make any sort of a difference with them because I, I think that you know the the older you get the more stubborn you get um all the time so I, I just wanted to you know see if I could shape some minds you know well that's really awesome I think that like obviously serving the youth is big on my heart something that I, I love yeah. to do um, and it's just awesome to see other young people or young adults come around and want to see students developed and trained and even just served in some capacity so my next question for you would be um you were obviously in their shoes at one point what is something that you've seen in other leaders at a young age maybe that you recognized maybe you didn't recognize it initially but something that really stood out that a leader did for you and that really shifted the way that you seen what leadership really meant like so one specific moment or if you have one if you can think of one yeah um uh, I, I would say the three biggest things that I noticed just looking back, um, cause you know, obviously it's hard to remember everything from that far back, but, uh, definitely one of the things was, um, like consistency, uh, just being, you know, I'm, I'm an, I'm an early person. It's just drilled into my nature to 
be on time and in attendance all the time. But I think when you have someone in your life who's kind of a role model and they slip in and out of your life, it doesn't really make as much of an impact yeah. as if they're just there for you. Um, and it doesn't even have to be like in a crazy way, you know, it could just be them showing up every time, hanging out with you, uh, which is, you know, at the bare minimum what we should be doing with these kids for a youth group. Um, so definitely consistency. Uh, that's true. Let's park on that for a second because there's so many inconsistent things in students' lives. Yeah. And even our own lives. Like, it doesn't stop at, at like, high school, you know? So it's like, that's so key um, to see people just constantly coming and and wanting to do it. And it's crazy. You don't realize it as a young person is that, like, yourself or someone else um, who's considered maybe a volunteer for the sake of conversation um, they are giving their time, and that's a big thing. Like yeah. you, you have to give maybe two hours, three hours of your day, um, multiple times a week as a leader to invest in students. And that's not just that; it's twenty four seven. You can get a phone call from uh, a student at midnight, you know, yeah. and you're giving up that time. And I think that's huge to just be available and to be consistent in a student's life. It's not something because things change. Just think how right now we're in a season no one expected. Uh, COVID or yeah. this pandemic or anything to happen, um, but to have one person consistent and investing in them to show show them their worth, you know, that's yeah. that's an epic kind of statement and something that I even remembered. Um, my youth pastor, my coaches, whatever you name, um, they were people who were so consistent and spent time that they didn't have to to invest in me. I see it now, but it's hard to see it as a young yeah. person at the time you're just like oh it's just a normal person <laughs> yeah it's true it's like why is this dude telling me what yeah. to do like he doesn't even know how to um download instagram <laughs> oh goodness yeah 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 so yeah i i think definitely consistency is one of the big ones um i really think i had a second one and i'm pretty sure it was almost the same thing so i'm just gonna say like when they're kind of a for lack of a better term, like a role model. Um, like, cause obviously you, you have these people in your life who have an influence over you, whether you know it or not. And if they're setting the right example, then it shapes you whether you're paying attention or not. <laughs> and so if they're kind of doing the wrong things, that can be bad. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I'm the perfect example of this. I'm just saying that's one thing I strive for is like when you're there and you're consistent, you just try to be the best person that you can be. When even when you're like off the clock, kind of thing, you know, like yeah, that kind of idea. Um, so that's that's big for me too, because you don't remember everything, you know, from these kind of these kind of people. But if something sticks out, you want it to be a good thing. Yeah, for sure. That's true, and it, it's so key because everyone, whether they admit it or not, wants to look up to somebody. Yeah. Uh, you think of the silly things of like, oh, I wanted to be Superman when I was a kid, but then you think like of. That. <laughs> it's yeah. right um and then you're like oh like you see people like firemen and police officers and maybe as you're growing up you want to be one of them you see what they do but then as you grow up you're like oh if you're an athlete man i want to be um steph curry i want to be those people because they are achieving things but if we're if you're being true to yourself like those things are cool but they don't really like produce the, the utmost value and then you, for some reason you remember that one person who took you out to lunch or took you out to dinner and was like, hey, like, tell me what's going on. 
and they just sat there and listened to you. And those are the people that changed your life. I, too, when, when I was in high school, basically, I was checking out church, um, had grown up in it, all that kind of stuff. And my youth pastor uh, didn't know me too much, but he said, hey, I want to take you out to, to dinner. Where do you want to go? You pick. And at the time, for me, like my go-to place was Chili's. All right. You yeah, know, yeah. I love that queso dip. And yeah. so he took me to Chili's and just asked about my life. And I remember that to today. And he even at the time was like, hey, we go on this camp every summer. Um, all of our churches, like we, we normally would pay for students to come. All those spots have been taken, but I personally want to pay for you to go if that's something you want to do. And I remember that. Yeah. I didn't want to go to Christian camp, to be honest, but at the same time, I, was, I remember him taking me out to dinner, investing in me, and saying, hey, I would give up something of mine so that way you could benefit from it, you know? So, and in many ways, I see that as a great leader. I see that as a person of, like, great value, and, and that's something that I, I want to give to people because it was something that really influenced me, and I knew I needed it, but I didn't remember until, like, years later, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, it's, it's huge, like, having good role models and people who are there. And it's not like they're trying to, like, be people who are wanting right. to be yeah. seen as role models, but they're people who are like, this is me um, on my Sunday's best. This is me on Monday. This is me on Tuesday. What you see is what you get. Exactly. And I'm here for you. And that's that's huge, man. I love that. I love consistency, and I love embodying what a good role model would be. So with all that being said, uh, you – are a person who obviously carries something, has a heart for something. Um, I have a big question that I want to ask leaders. And I see you as a leader. I see you as someone, which is why you're on this episode. Um, what is one thing that you wish you knew when you were in high school? So something that sticks out to you uh, that you're like, man, if I, if I can go back and talk to 13-year-old John Luke. <laughs> man, I want to talk about this or tell my friends or even to prepare like this next generation, you know, things are so different. So what's that one thing for you? Uh, oh, wow. I really don't want to talk to 13 year old me. Um, <laughs> no, no. Um, I, I, I think, um, it's, it's a little different for, for me personally, like knowing what I know now, um, versus like advice that I would give to, you know, any given high schooler. Um, but I think one of, one of the main things would just be, um, you know, don't, don't be, don't be passive, you know, cause I mean, that, that's really general, but it applies to so many things because the more you, the more you try to like strive for something, um, even if it's, you know, something outlandish, right. You're like, Oh, I want to be an astronaut or something. Right. I don't know. What do 13 year olds <laughs> want anymore? I, I don't know. TikTok famous. Yeah. I want to be TikTok. I want to be a TikToker or whatever they're called. <laughs> i'm old now um no uh but like whatever you want to do even if it's something ridiculous if you pursue it i know it sounds cheesy but like even the pursuit of it is going to be worthwhile uh and and you know you could something could result from it but um a lot of a lot of like advice that i'm trying to pass on to to uh the next generation i guess um kind of stems from that because it's just like you don't you don't just want to be carried along by your life because then it's not going to be what you want yeah and that applies to all sorts of stuff so yeah it'd be a shame if at the end of the day you looked at back at your life and said man i yeah. didn't do anything yeah. i wanted kids to. kids have no concept of regret <laughs> at that point yeah so 
Which is, it's huge. I mean, that's, that's probably like, even my parents like struggle, you know, there's probably things that they wanted to do that they couldn't. And yeah. Some of it stems from life changes and stuff like that. But, um, so I guess we'll kind of look into some of these things and see, see, because of that, like a byproduct of not, not being passive is, is having to understand what you want to do. So a lot of people, maybe they don't even know their dreams. Okay. But the thing that comes against a student or someone young is, I would say, general assumptions as to what they should do. Yeah. So for yeah. me, I was supposed to I, – actually, I wasn't even supposed to. My parents were awesome. They told me, do whatever you want to do, um, but we would encourage you to go to school to have a fallback plan. You know, if whatever you decided, if you want to be a mechanic or something, like at least you have a fallback. Um, but so my assumption was I was going to graduate from high school go to a, a two-year because that's where my brother and sister went and i just assumed because of patterns yeah and then transfer to university and get a degree in something that maybe i i don't know i just felt like i had to do it so yeah um what would you say is like the general assumption and thing that students are expected of things that everyone is like oh okay if this is the one route i have to choose this yeah yeah um well, uh, okay, so it's it's definitely different for different people. You know, it's not going to be the same story for everyone. But I think growing up here um, in San Jose in the Silicon Valley, the push, it, it starts so early on to get good grades, get into those advanced programs, honors classes, do all these extracurriculars. You got to push them to do everything so that by the time they get to that age where they're going off to, to college or whatever they're they're doing, they have like these exceeds expectations marks on them. Um, and I think especially in this area, it's, it's almost just assumed you're going to college. Um, you know, that, that might not look the same for everybody, but I know that when I graduated from high school, or I should say when I went into senior in high school, it was just assumed like, oh, start college applications. You know, here you go. Pick a couple. You're going to pick one anyway. So you're going to that. Um, so I think I think that's a big part of it is that since that's an assumption, people don't really question it. And it doesn't really lead to like further examination. You know, people just go like, oh, which one is the best college? Which one would I look good getting into? Which one do my parents want me to go to? And there's not other things considered like, what kind of field do you want to go into? What's good for that? Or um, do I want to go to college? Do, does what I want to do involve higher education? Um, do I know what I want to do? Should I, should I hold off? You know, do a uh, community college or a gap year or work for a little while beforehand this all that sort of stuff is almost never considered yeah and it's also like i think it's crazy because this you're picking things that you're going to do maybe for the rest of your life um, at like 17 <laughs> yeah and um i wasn't taught to do this and i don't blame my parents or my church or anything like that but um when i was that age I was never taught to ask, like, God, like, what do you want me to do? Oh, absolutely, yeah. That wasn't even a factor. Yeah, and, and it's weird, right? Because it's like, at the end of the day, um, yeah, you do want to make your parents proud. Like, there's, there's something that's awesome when your parents are like, hey, like, this is, this is, this is awesome that you're doing yeah. that, like, and they celebrate you. But when push comes to shove, when you die and you meet Jesus face to face, he's not judging you based off of, whether or not you got into Harvard yes. or to Stanford or to Evergreen Valley College 
um, he's looking at you in right standing of like, man, I did you know me? Exactly. And so, yeah. I mean, these are all like people should go do these things. People should go to school if they feel it on their heart. People should chase after their dreams. Um, but I think it's crazy that we're not taught even in, in some societies or cultures of church or areas of life to like invite God into that conversation. And I know that's, that's like kind of a weird thing to do, but I think God loves universities. He loves trade schools. He loves the person who's just going to go work at Panda Express and serve people. Like he loves- I love the Panda Express worker. <laughs> yes. Yes. Especially when they give you the extra like oh, scoop. Yes. <laughs> Shout but, out to you, Panda Express work. This is not, not a, a sponsor. sponsor. <laughs> this is not a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> um, but his heart is for all people, right? So if you invite him into that, maybe uh, your transition into school looks a little bit different and stuff yeah. like that. But that's a little side note, Absolutely. you know? Yeah, there was, there was a great verse on that I, I found when I was um, when I was looking more into this and what I wanted to say about it. And it was uh, Galatians 1.10. It says, um, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God, or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Yeah. And, you know, I think we get really wrapped up in all these worldly things. Even in, when I was just just now describing my list, wasn't even on that list. <laughs> so um, I think people took, put too much focus on that. And it's, it's, uh, it's never brought into conversation. Definitely needs to be there. Which is tough. Like, obviously, you want to do things, and it's easy to forget to bring God into the conversation. But I think when you get that switch of, like, he wants that for you even more. Yeah. Like, that's crazy, you know? Like, he desires for the music industry to be changed. He yeah. desires for finance industry to be changed. Yeah. The government. And if that's something you want to do, like, man, he wants to see it flipped upside down even more than you do. Oh, absolutely. So invite him into that. Like, ask him, hey, God, what are you, what are you saying about this? And wait for him to speak. Maybe it doesn't happen right away. Maybe you don't understand it right away. But that's when you invite other, like, good mentors, role models into your conversation of why you're yeah. you're seeking those things and it's just so easy to to go to the standard route because i mean that's that's what we're fed like, yeah. from a very young age like it's it's thought it's you should default do all these things yeah. it's like factory settings yep you know and so it's like that's very silicon valley <laughs> yes this is this is tech central yes, and we are going to yes. talk to you based off of what the iphone you says. you are an iphone 11 did you know yeah um no, but I absolutely agree. Um, we had a we had a buzzword for it when I was in college uh, called vocation, uh, which is just a fancy way of saying what you're supposed to do with your life. Um, and then there, I, I can't remember the verse. I'm sure I have it written down here, but it's whatever you do, do it for the glory of God, yeah. right? And because he can he can use you wherever you go. You don't need to worry about necessarily like what makes the most money or what would look good on your resume. Whatever you, you just do what you are doing, what you're called to do. For God, yeah, yeah, and that's that's the best thing. So I thought I was going to work in tech. That's one of the things that I thought I was going to do. Um, but when I felt like God called me into full time ministry, um, it just changed everything. And I mean, you don't make like tons of cash working in ministry, right? And I was a missionary before I like started working with the church. Yeah, and so missions you rely solely on like people who believe in you and invest in you and i had the most joy in doing what i was doing and having like honestly i had at some times the best month that i would have in my giving was like 425 dollars 
and my rent was like 575 but the Lord always came through and always provided. But in the middle of all that, I had the most joy because I was doing something that I loved. And I was talking to someone the other day and talking about just like career and stuff like that. And they were like talking about how they're retired and they're set for life. And um, the experience that they had was exceeding like even 10 years from now what I will have. And it, it wasn't like out of like pride or anything like that. But I was like, yeah, but what you did, you would never do for free. I would do this for free because, one, it's bringing glory to God. Yeah. And, two, I absolutely love it. There you and go. And so there was just, like, a shift in the conversation of, like, oh, my gosh. Like, you can actually do what you want to do. Yeah. And find joy in it. Maybe not make the most, like, money. I'm not, like, no, on no. preachers and sneakers every week. Like, <laughs> and, and, like, the guy that gets a new jet like bless them yeah. because their ministry is yeah. thriving but it's not mine yeah. um <laughs> yeah, yeah but that's absolutely. the that's the truth is you can do things invite god and still have joy in the midst of it and yeah. give him all the glory yeah there's a uh there's there's like a i would say kind of dangerous teaching of like uh wish fulfillment in the church in some places uh like oh if you want it god will give it to you yeah like, that's not that's not really what it's about it's it's if it's god's plans for your life then not only are you going to want it, but you're going to get it. Yeah. You will be able to do what God has in store for you. He'll, he'll make a way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's true. It's like the prosperity gospel kind of Yeah, thing. yeah, like, I think that's what it's called, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There, There is that. And, I mean, some of those things, like, they're obviously given scriptural truth, but at the same time, it's like, in some ways, I get what you're saying, like, kind of warped and like, eh. Yeah. If, if you if you assume if you ask for it, God's going to give you a million dollars, that's a little twisted from what the Bible actually says. Because yeah, this morning I woke up and I was sleeping in a garage. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally, I was. And I didn't have a million dollars. And I, I, know. I hate that. I think Bruno Mars said it. I want to be a billionaire really bad. So bad. <laughs> so bad. All right. So general assumptions, we touched on some stuff already, but go ahead and... Dude, just give us a blitz on whatever you think about this because this is not something that I think about too often because I'm now 29 yeah, and kind of like to think that I have it all together, but <laughs> I don't. Uh, but these are – I'm just looking at some of the things that you've put down, and I think they all make so much sense and things that students and, and young people should know in general. And even like college-age students like need to know this stuff. Like yeah. this is – It doesn't just stop. Your your life preparation doesn't stop at high school. <laughs> yeah, I wish it did. Yeah, that'd be easy. <laughs> um, no, no, for sure. Uh, I'm I am a big fan of numbers. Uh, not the book. Uh, like I went I went to college for economics. Statistics actually excite me. I'm one of those weirdos that actually enjoys that sort of thing. Um, although for for all of you out there that enjoy sports and say you don't like statistics, you're lying. Just saying. <laughs> um, they bring that up every sports game I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, analytics are huge, <laughs> yeah. which are numbers. Exactly. But uh, so I, I looked up a couple of things for this just because um, we were talking about like the general assumption. And there's so many options out there for young people. Um, and there's so many benefits to that which is not expected of you necessarily. You should ex- at least explore your options. I'm not trying to rag on four-year colleges or people who pursue high education. I did a four-year college. Uh, I, I want to do higher education if I get the opportunity. But it's not for everybody, and it shouldn't be for everybody. Um, there's things out there. There's like, um, you know, gap years are an incredible way 
to uh, figure out what you're wanting to do in life right now. My sister is taking a semester off. She tried nursing, hated it, didn't want to do it for the rest of her life, so she quit while she was ahead. She's going into something else, but she doesn't know what she wants to do yet, so she is, uh, she's trying to figure that out right now. So, you know, for example, gap years, you can figure out what you want to do, get some money, not have to go so far in debt. <laughs> yeah. Um, community colleges, I have a lot of good friends around this area who've gone to a community college for the whole time or, or part of the time to get like the prerequisite classes out of the way the low lower level classes usually is happens if they go into a, a further one beyond that um which is incredibly less expensive um i looked it up so uh average tuition across the nation has increased by about 37 percent in the last 12 years i think these stats are a, a year or two old at this point but um it went to over twenty five thousand dollars a year on average for tuition including room and board um and then for community colleges even it went to over ten thousand dollars a year for like a i'm I'm sorry not to community colleges like an associate's degree like a two-year yeah um so community college can be a great alternative because tuition can vary from state to state but every state it's under five thousand uh, a semester and california has one of the lowest which is thirteen hundred dollars a semester on average yeah. which is incredibly incredibly less expensive it's it's ridiculous that you wouldn't even consider it yeah as an option and it's just like a good like figure it out kind of place yeah. so i went to community college um i went to evergreen and i thought i was going to go to school for business and so i was like set up for like uh, my aa and business and stuff like that and i found out sorry this may hurt you mm -hmm. But I hated accounting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, most do. <laughs> I, I can't do this. What are ledgers? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't like this stuff. And so I took accounting, and then I realized, like, man, maybe business isn't for me. But I was taking a class in like general psych, and for some reason, I was so intrigued by it, just learning and understanding the mind. Yeah. And so I was like, well, if I'm gonna be in school, and I'm just doing this for the sake of doing it. I want to like love what I'm learning. Yes. And so exactly. I, I went and I switched to have my associates in psychology and then in searching, like I went to Google. It's like, what can you do in business? This is what I'm talking about. In yes. business <laughs> with a psychology degree. And I found out there's this thing called industrial psychology that still is basically psychology in the business yeah. world. And so Praise God, like I decided to switch because I loved every single class I took. This is what happened, dude. Crazy. Is when I was taking business classes, I was sucking at school. Like I was my mindset was C's get degrees. Let's freaking go, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then when I switched to psychology, I had a four point the rest of the school because I loved what I was learning. And it wasn't mm -hmm. because I was like trying hard yeah. to get the information. But it's because I truly did love what I was learning yeah, at that absolutely. time. Absolutely, school can be hard, but if you, if you enjoy it, you'll put the effort in. Yeah, they'll you'll you know you can make a way for that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where was oh, and then um, I did want to touch on this too because you know in this in this area particularly in in our country as a whole right now, um, most people at least strive for higher education, which is it's a great goal to have. Um, but I, I looked it up because I'm not too knowledgeable 
but there's a lot of fields out there that don't require um, a four-year. There's a lot of them out there that don't even require a two-year. And I'm not talking about just like McDonald's. I'm talking about all sorts of stuff. Um, so there's there's a bunch listed here, but I'm just going to hit a couple. Uh, so police, firefighters, mechanics, construction workers, technicians, uh, plumbers, electricians, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, some of them require partial education or like little um, individual field education. Yeah. But for the most part, those don't require degrees. And they're great jobs. Um, this one, this one actually blew me away. I had no idea. Air traffic controllers get paid like one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year, and that's they, they don't require. To, I'm like, I would, I wouldn't do that, <laughs> but, but I'm just like, if you don't want to pursue that, or if something that you want to pursue does not involve college, you don't need to go. You can go, broaden your horizons, learn more if you want to, absolutely, but. I'm just, we shouldn't be ragging on people who that's not for them. Yeah. And I see that so often. People are like, oh, like, oh, he dropped out of college. Oh, he didn't go to college. Like, that kind of stuff is, like, gossip. Yeah. And it's it shouldn't be. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, that's crazy, though, because it's, yeah. like, it takes you to a place. Because what you're saying right now, like, will get you stoned by some parents. And yeah. And I'm not talking yeah. about, like, stoned. Either, like, <laughs> you know? Good clarification <laughs> Good for clarification. here in California. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You, you kids are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but, but it's true because they they do invest so much time, and I mean, granted, parents, a lot of them do help. They are providing ways for students to get there, whether it's financially or, or however they do that. But um, what do you? How do you tell that to a parent? Like you're now at an age where you are yeah. an adult figure, and so <laughs> what would you say to a parent at that point? Because they're yeah. wanting to see something crazy, yeah, and they're wanting their student their son and daughter to succeed and in their mind su- succeeding is, is um maybe doing better than they did in life and that's financially yeah, and yeah. however but it's also like well if your son wants to go be an air traffic controller and make a hundred thousand let that boy <laughs> or girl yeah, you know? yeah but maybe they're not gonna get their um bachelor's in science of i don't even know whatever what that would be i got nothing <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely agree with that I know so many, um, so many parents. I, I know um, every parent wants the best for their kid. Um, but I know a lot of parents specifically that come from um, either poor backgrounds or like uh, I, I guess you could say like less educated um, backgrounds. Uh, I know a couple of people that are like first generation immigrant parents, and they all want their kids to have better than they did. Um, and a lot of them, especially in this area, especially in this country, think that means going as far as you can in the education system. Yeah. And I would, I would say to them, you know, just that's great to want the best for your kid, but you're putting a stereotype. You're putting your picture of what's best for your kid over top of their feelings, their preferences, um, their abilities and talents, yeah. um, you know, their hopes and dreams. Basically, you're putting it ahead of what your kid wants. <laughs> and I know kids are, you know, kids can be dumb. Kids don't always know what yeah. they actually want, what's best for them. I totally get that. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's their life. If they're unhappy, it's not going to go well for them. Yeah. Even if you put them in this good situation, you know, send them to a good school, the amount of people that drop out of Harvard, okay, <laughs> that drop out of Stanford, that ruin their lives, even though they're in these good places, is astounding yeah because it wasn't 
for them. It's not what they wanted. Um, so I would, I would just say, you know, definitely want the best for your kid. Definitely support them in whatever you can. But at the end of the day, you got to know what they want too. Yeah. You know. Especially if it's not something that they're like doing that's causing them harm. You know, it's yeah. not like yeah. they're not wanting to do something crazy like be it's break, like breaking bad he, or he's something. not like he's it. not he's not out there you know shooting people he's out there directing traffic yeah. <laughs> it's fine and too i think of like even dreams that students have like are so unique in this generation oh and absolutely. I, i've had yeah. conversations and so i've had a con- basically there's a student that i met and i think i shared this with you um and, and some of the team but i was like talking with him and Basically, he was in tears because of what he's seen at his school. And the message that I was preaching was like a message of carry the love to your campus, be Jesus to your friends, those kinds of things. And his dream was to see his campus flipped upside down. What if someone looked at him and said, hey, like, that's not possible. Uh, Your school is going to stay the way that it is. He would never find joy. He would always just go and be tormented. It'd be like a personal hell. Yeah, you know, and I think to just champion students or young people in general, and say like, you know, that might seem silly, is even discouraging. Like, how about like, I remember I had a friend. Okay, so this is what what changed it for me, is I was in high school, and every time someone asked me, "Hey, what do you want to do when you get older?" I would say, "I want to change the world," and it was vague, you know, because like, how do you change the world? And yeah. you're in high school, um, but it's what I would always answer. And even when I graduated high school, I started working at this gun range. I would say, hey, I just want to change the world when they would ask me. And, bah. and it's just assumed that you can't do it because it's never been done. Yeah. But I had one friend who said something that changed, my, changed the way I thought about this. It's like He's like, bro, what do you want to do when you get older? Or what do you want to do with the rest of your life? I was like, I want to change the world. And he's like, how do we do it? And so he invited himself into my dream. He's, it's never a statement that he really wanted. Maybe he didn't even believe it in his like heart, but he said, how do we do this? Yeah. And it was something that in my mind I was like, oh, my gosh. Like if one person believes that it's possible, then I'm not alone in this. And even like a, the dream of whether it's something school-related or maybe they're like, hey, I want to create this app that I really think is going to help. We're in Tech Central, so maybe that's where yeah. they go to. Or maybe it's like, man, I want to be um, the person who ends um, or, or helps like the foster care system or whatever it might be. You know, there's so many different dreams that oh, yeah. I'm sure of. And we just say, OK, like, how do we do that? Um, how do I get you and put you closer to your dreams? Like, that's what parents need to do. Absolutely. Like, hey, like, OK, I'm going to get you as far as I can. Um, and if that's like, OK, let's see if there's programs out there that you can do that are related to that let's see what um google says like just like dude type in it on google like do your part like help them figure it out yeah and that that would change everything i think people would love what they did a lot more if they were just oh, champion and 100%, i think yeah. that's what i'm hearing you say is that like parents need to in many ways they do this and this is not negating how you you parent if you're listening to this but saying that it shifts a student or their son or daughter's heart when they're just championed by their mom and dad. Yes. Because I think, again, going back to wanting to make mom and dad proud, um, when mom and dad champion and say, like, this is doable, 
like you feel like you can take over the world. Oh, oh yeah. Because especially this generation. Yeah. You you it, I'm going to botch the phrase, but this generation more than like anyone else I've ever seen, you give them the littlest bit, you give them an inch and they go the whole way. They'll they'll run the rest of the way without you as long as you help them out. Yeah. Especially on that first bit cuz it's it's um it's that uh disconnect between thought and action once you get through that they're just going all the way yeah it's it's crazy how passionate these kids are yeah and they they are capable of doing so much i i've seen students just like do things that i don't don't even think adults could do yeah in terms of grit in terms of like heart and like the way they posture themselves and give a hundred percent and yeah i think this generation is literally i say it like i think i've said it multiple times throughout like our tuesday nights is that I believe they're one of the most influential generations ever, even more influential than like the creators of of all these apps that we see, you know. Yeah. And that all stems from like the people that are in your life who are pushing you to those. And like, if you don't have mom and dad or whoever it is in your life, like um, pushing you, if your your parent or guardian, whatever it is, then you almost feel defeated in, the, in its own nature, you know, which is not ideal in any way shape or form um but then that's where you again when you go back to those people who you consider role models and people that you have seen who have invested in you who are consistent in your life who take the time to go out and be like hey how are you doing like let's go out to lunch and you talk to them about those dreams and i guarantee you those people push you closer to to your desires and which is why i love that man i think it's it's huge like there's all these things and going back to like other topics too is like gap year is huge you you can do things like that i um, i technically took a gap year i went and did a um uh internship in new york and then from there i went back to school in between my time at evergreen and cal state university monterey bay but i took a gap year to go do an internship it was awesome came back did school to honor my parents and then i finished school and then i went and did missions for the next five years and so you can you can find ways to like honor your parents but also do the things that you love in the midst of it. Absolutely. I also thought I was coming yeah. back to tech world, so that's like partially why I was like I have to go to school or like have some sort of degree because really degrees if you think about it are just like showing places that you committed to something for 4 years. Like I mean, yeah, prior yeah. to working most young people don't have like real experience so they just want to see that you committed to a four-year school it it implies ability and it's usually you know that it's usually true that they would have ability then that in that area but really all it is is it should be showing a passion and a commitment to something um and an ability in that in that thing but i mean i don't i don't even have that much work experience but even i know that you know a year on the job is worth more than an entire degree yeah because you have to get that experience yeah um and if you hate what you're doing the experience is gonna suck so don't do it (laughs) that's true and experience isn't everything you know it doesn't are no like the experience of school isn't everything oh no absolutely i so i um over the last five years had been in the field of like ministry and some churches or some people hiring like because you don't have that bible degree or you didn't spend time like interning at a church like with like 
literally intern church, you know, on the resume. They won't even give you a look. Yeah. But I spent the last five years actually doing something, you know? So you yeah. would think that like that should play some sort of role. And so like, man, if you're, if you're going to, I don't know, like, I don't even know what like the most prominent dream in like Gen Z might be like, I think TikTok influencers out there for sure. <laughs> or even like YouTube, you know? So yeah. like, oh yeah, I know the, the, the group that I teach the, these middle school guys here, half of them want to be YouTube create, create content creators. <laughs> like yeah. they, they just, that's something that's so prominent in their lives that it's something they see as not only like achievable, but something they could see themselves doing already. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know if they're all going to do that. I think some of them are going to grow out of it, of course. But, but uh, that's, I mean, that's great to see. But on the other hand, that's what's having influence in their lives. Yeah, and they can even take that. That's the cool thing about it is like, okay, so say their dream is to become a YouTuber. Let's talk yeah. for this, yeah. for that sake. How are they, they going to learn to become a YouTuber? They're going to watch hours of YouTube videos yeah. of people that they uh, admire, people that they love to watch. They're going to type into YouTube um, how to create great videos, editing, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. They're going to learn. They're going to do the hard work before they even put something together. Yes. And th that's the same thing. So for me, it's the same way. That same kind of thing transitioned to me physically doing work and missions for the last five years, actually getting my foot on the soil, doing the editing, doing the cutting, doing the watching and watching of videos over and over in my own field. And that was giving me experience. And because of that, I'm able to do things now um, in a workplace or whatever it might be. And same goes for them. But I don't think the mindset is always there in terms yeah. of like you don't realize that you're actually like putting in hours of like time to do that. <laughs> yeah. And you know that means that you now have experience. Yeah. If you're, if you're doing something for four hours and then you kind of snap out of it, you're like, wait, it's, it's 11 o'clock. What the heck? That might be something you enjoy doing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, with that being said, let's jump into this question I have for you. Um, if you had one piece of advice that you would give the next generation, John Luke, what would that be? I know we've talked a lot about these different things and had a great conversation about, like, honestly, it's preparation for life and, and, and ways to see and, and things to do. But what's something that you would say, like, this is what I leave with it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, just imagine yourself. You're like... You're sitting there, you're about to die, <laughs> and you get one final breath. This is my deathbed. And this is, right. yeah, this is the thing that you get to say to the, to the next generation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe it's I, not that crazy. No, but. no, I, <laughs> I love it. Um, I, honestly, these questions get me every time because I'm like, only one thing? Like, yeah. All my thoughts are tangential, you know, so it's just, um, but I, I would say, um, just based around what we're talking right now, um, I, I would give the piece of advice just you know don't don't um don't stress about it too much you know uh, you don't have to have it figured out right now you can focus on you know what you enjoy doing your interests your uh, you know your dreams for the future um but i think with that in mind you should be taking into account like the practicality of your options you know like like what you were saying earlier you know what's your dream oh i want to change the world okay how right yeah. it's not just what do I want to do? It's what can I do to pursue that? What's realistic? What am I actually interested in? You know, you, you really just got to explore um, your own uh, your own path. 
you know, and, and um, it's not worth locking into something that you don't enjoy just because you didn't have it figured out at age 17 or whatever. Right. Yeah. So I, I would say, you know, do what you want to do, do it practically. Don't stress about it too much. Yeah. And like you said earlier, like, don't be passive about it. Yeah. You know, um, with that's like four things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I died slowly. I <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you like <laughs> lost your breath, came like, back. Oh, PS. Don't be passive. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, yeah. <laughs> um, that's good. Yeah, it's true. Don't be passive. Um, one of the things that we've gone over as a church is just different podcasts and stuff that like are about leadership and stuff. And um, one of the ones that we were listening to basically said that dreams and stuff that you have goals for the year, um, there's like a 47% chance, increase of chance for you to accomplish things if you just write them down, wow. which is like interesting to think of. But there's a, like a 70% chance. I don't know if these are the right numbers, sure. but it's about there that you would get it done if you just tell someone. Oh, okay. Like so, an accountability kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, so like, yeah. John Luke, this week I want to um, make sure I exercise, you know, like some silly goal, but it's something that I want to do. Literally, that's exactly what I was about to bring up. Yeah. Like, I, I started doing a diet a couple of months ago, and like my first thing was I wrote down all my goals and put it all in like the app and whatever else, like did all the tracking. And then like the second thing I did was tell everybody about it so that yeah. they would know if i'm doing it if i continue doing it all that stuff like yeah, the accountability thing now when someone asks you if you didn't do it it's awkward because yeah you, exactly and you almost feel like you failed but it's like a healthy like kind of way to do things just shifting the default from not doing it to doing it yeah and you and you like i mean maybe you're not the person who's like a a three wing on the enneagram where you just want to get things done you know but <laughs> yeah like you're like oh i don't want to let someone down so yes. i'm gonna do these like so when john luke asked me if i worked out heck yeah i did dude <laughs> you're like, done right i wrote it I, down <laughs> not only did i work out look i got a video you want to oh, see absolutely yes. not but we're good you know uh, uh click the link in the description for for, uh, for a video of michael working out yeah that won't happen <laughs> uh yeah that's good though man i think that's huge for this generation to understand and i think we i think these are fun reminders for myself man like we were saying earlier it doesn't just end at being a high schooler yeah you know like that's the start in many ways and then even when you turn 25 that's another start when you turn 26 and you lose your mom and dad's insurance that's another start like (laughs) that's a big start that's a big big one that one sucks let me tell you that happened that one sucked that's when i felt old Uh, that's when i knew that i was getting old is when i lose my insurance but we had a uh we had a a youth group game where we had to determine whether something was like instagram or twitter or something like that i had to go against one of the students and i just got crushed i was like oh (laughs) i'm old like there it was right there i was like ah well, your time will come when oh, yeah. you realize you're much older. Even older. Oh, goody. Yeah. I think you have your own insurance now probably, but, yeah, yeah. you know, and something else will hit you. You'll wake up and, like, your back will hurt or something. <laughs> but you, the young people don't have to worry about that quite yet. Um, but let's let's transition, talk about this for a second because this is huge, and I think it reminds me of the one that this actually all goes back to, and it's Jesus. Yeah. Um, he did work. So, I mean, in many ways, a lot of things back then they had to. Like, there's a lot of trades. They would do stuff like that. And there's a big portion of his life where he actually just spent time training and doing things. And his ministry didn't really start for th- till he was 33. Um, 
what were you doing that entire time? But you see, even prior to that, like, he was doing a few things, and I want to point those out. The first thing that you see is one of the first um, kind of moments is he's actually found at a temple learning from um, other leaders, like church leaders, religious leaders, and he's talking back and forth with them. And I think that's crazy because even the savior of the world, who is greater than Superman, was actually putting him in a place of learning. Yeah. When he actually had God, who could have told him anything and everything, but he actually went out of his way to learn from the people around him, which is key. And another thing I've seen that he does is honor his parents, which is so hard to do at times when you're young because you Can have be. it all together, you know? Yeah. Um, but his first miracle was when he turned water into wine. And if you go back to that moment, he's, he's like, hey, back off, lady. Like, I'll do it when I want to do it. Mm. And he didn't really – so in many ways, he didn't want to do something, but he still did it to honor his mother, yeah. which is huge. So in my mindset, it's like you can still do things, and it brings it back full circle, right? You can still do things, but you have to put in the work. Um, in many ways, like do the trainings, learn how to edit. If that's if it's YouTube, if it's um, becoming a singer or an influencer of some sort, like you have to put in the work and get the experience, and you can still do it while honoring your parents. And that's huge to me because I think the biggest battle right now is the young person versus their mom and dad, or parent and guardian. Um versus the world so there's three you know but <laughs> at the same time it's like yeah we want to be people who honor our parents because it's biblical we're called to but we also want to first honor what the lord is calling us to do yeah absolutely and at the same time we want to see this world shifted and the things that we're doing and the dreams that we have to be for the glory of god so that way they do change you know mm -hmm. so what do you say, bro? What do you think, like, is the one thing, like, I, I know I mentioned some things that Jesus did that ties us all together, but since this is something that is big on your heart, how do you see Jesus in this? Like, why, why would, why would yeah. this be key? Because, like I said earlier, at the end of the day, like, we don't answer to whether or not we became the traffic controller, YouTuber, yeah. or any of those things. We do get judged on whether or not we did it for his glory yeah. or if we knew him. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think, uh, the biggest, the biggest part of that, um, is just rooting yourself in scripture and in, you know, prayer, things like that. Cause there's no way you're going to know, um, what God's plan for your life is if you don't crack your Bible, if you don't talk to him, you know, that, that stuff is just, uh, it's universal. Everyone who's trying to pursue God's you know, plan for their life, should be praying, should be reading their Bibles, should be doing what they can to find out what that plan is. Yeah. Um, and it, I had one of these verses here. It's Matthew 6.33. It says, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Um, so I think that's, that's pretty key too, is just uh, getting your priorities straight. You know, like uh, we, we live in, you know, we live in a real world. There's things like money out there. You know, you can't just just read your Bible all day and assume that you're yeah. going to get through life just you fine because you're, yeah, 
so I'm not saying, you know, never bother with any of this real world stuff, but, but, uh, you gotta, you gotta know what's important. Yeah. Right. You gotta, you gotta understand that you're gonna, you're gonna do things that might not seem like they would necessarily be God's plan, but if you do it with the right mindset, with the right heart, he can use you wherever you are and he'll make a way for you to get where he wants you. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think just the reality of seeking first his kingdom mm. um, is a hard place to get to. Oh yeah. Uh, because you do experience hardships and things along the way. And yeah. honestly, like even in the midst of pursuing, like say somehow you are currently pursuing your dream and your parents, in the perfect world are championing you like it doesn't always go like you know plumb yeah. line straight to it it's like there's going to be some twists and turns there's going to be things blockages along the way but when you seek first his kingdom you understand and i think a lot of times that's what hope is you know so it's like you know that the lord has spoken it into existence and you still go after it despite what's coming against you think of abraham all these guys like in scripture who God spoke something over their life and they never seen the fulfillment in yeah. person. But we are like heirs of that, you know, like we are mm-hmm. fulfillments of his promise to to those people specifically. And regardless if I mean I I'm sure some most of these people will see their dreams come to fruition, like in person, but even if they don't, locking eyes and fixing on Jesus that's where your hope and joy is. Yeah, you know, that's where the faith comes in and like, mm-hmm. oh, why do, I, why do I continue to still do this? Oh, because I've seen him come through before. It, he saved my family through this. He saved me through this. Like, understand that. And I think that's huge because without that, you just have a dream that at the end of the day, you can't take with you. Exactly. Which yeah. like, if your dream is to become a YouTuber and you do that, like epic, but did you do it for the glory of God? Yes. And when you did, now you meet him face to face and he looks at you and he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. And you inherited the kingdom at that point. Every wrong you ever did washed away at the cross, Mm -hmm. that kind of mindset. But then the alternative of that is like, yeah, you, you did YouTube and you did it for yourself and you didn't love God in the process. And because of that, like now you get to spend an eternity away from him, yeah. which is not the goal. Um, and I think this is huge because it's like you can invite Jesus into your life, pursue your dreams, honor your parents, seek first the kingdom of God, and then all those things can and will be given to you. Absolutely. And, yeah. and the, uh, the you had said earlier, because I just wanted to bring it back to to this a lot of people, um, like we were talking about earlier, it's that it's that first step. It's the hardest one for them. Yeah. You know? And it's like you were saying earlier, you know, you, I want to change the world, right? These these ambitions might be huge and they might be daunting, that kind of thing. Um, but there's this this cheesy little story that I that I heard, um, where a man uh, you know, he's, he's talking to a stranger on the road and he says, I wanna change the world. And he says, well, you know, the world's, the world's a big place. I'll just, I'll start with my, my country. Yeah. He says, well, you know, I can't really talk to my whole country. Once I'll, I'll just start with my, my, my city. And he says, well, you know, I don't, I don't know everybody in my city, and that would take a while to see everybody. So I'll just, I'll start with my, uh, my neighborhood. 
then it goes farther down and farther down. And I'll start with my, my family. And eventually he gets down to, well, if I want to change the world, I really have to start with myself. You know, yeah. and that's, it's really biblical um, where, you know, one person following God's plan and just having that faith makes all the difference in the world. I think that's the, the best place to start for sure yeah and i think that goes with anything i think it's going back to simplicity when you are an athlete or anything for that matters you always have to remember the simple things to do before you can do the bigger greater things and investing in yourself is the greatest way you could become a leader and i think that's what's so good about this conversation is that preparation for life is training yourself to become the best leader that you can be yeah. and train yourself to be the person you want to be. That, train yourself that, to be the person God wants you to be. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, I, I, this is the last thought I have. If, if you have anything after that, you can add any. But I always think of people as individuals that I need in my life. So like for you, John Luke, you are like a servant to this church and you do well. And I need you. And that's a different kind of reality. It's like, I don't want you to just come on Tuesday nights just for the sake of coming and serving students. But, like, I actually need you because the giftings that you have and the joy that you have and the heart that you have. And I, this is something that we talked about, like, when we all first met. I was like, what do you bring to the table? Like, I need you. And that's how we fight for each other, you know. That's, that's how we understand things better. But... Even you listening to this, like the world needs you, yeah, because you bring something completely different. The Lord's gifted us all differently. There's different anointings over our life, and if we use it for His glory, man, they're part of the body. So we have to get to a place where we understand the need for our brothers and sisters to champion them, to prepare them to be great leaders. And I think, in many ways, what you've said here today, like preparation for life, is a aspect of leaders who lead they're people who understand it they're people who are fighting who are who are training themselves who are understanding that their dreams and desires are valued in our society yeah absolutely i i, I love what you're saying about that because i mean i think that's that's a huge part of what we're talking about here today is um you know just the body of christ like each person makes a difference they make a difference in, in a different way yeah. and some things you may you may see as more important or, or more you know, worthy of your pursuit or whatever the case may be, but no person can do what you were meant to do. Thanks again for tuning in to today's episode. To get more information about Central Youth, head over to centralsj.org. Click the connect button and check out the youth page.